And with that, we welcome you to the first ever episode of Optimism Delivers, where we explore pop culture through the lens of writers, musicians, and designers. Typically, you get these sort of like after-show podcasts, the real people, the real fans who are discussing a show. Here, you get kind of the same thing, except for the fans also happen to be amazing creative class professionals from all walks of life. My name is Matt. I'm the host. In most episodes, I'm going to have friends on here with different creative specialties, art directors I know, recording engineers, illustrators, and we're going to break down whatever TV show, whatever movie trailer or album we just kind of find interesting through these respective creative lenses. But this episode is going to be a little different. Um, It's sort of a proof of concept episode. It's just me. It's a chance for me to work out the bugs before I embarrass myself with any uh, specific guests. So since I'm playing solo... I'm going to talk a little bit about Animal Kingdom on TNT. This is a show I'm not sure if I'd be watching. If I hadn't seen the film version, the Australian movie from David Michaud, which came out uh, in 2010, about five, six years ago. The plot of the movie, if you haven't seen it, just really roughly, is that Jay is a teenage boy, and his mom is a junkie, terrible junkie. She makes her son shoot her up. Eventually, she overdoses, and she dies. He has to call his grandmother to take him in, And he very quickly comes to realize that she and his four uncles, these are like three biological uncles, and their best friend Baz, who has been with them ever since he was a little boy, are running a massive criminal ring. They're making money, pulling heists, they're doing like armed robbery, things like that. The family is run by Grandma, who they call Smurf. And she sort of uses her feminine wiles to keep all these macho boys in line in this very disturbing kind of incestual way. Uh, you were listening there to a short section of Anto in the Partos' theme music for the movie. Uh, in the movie, there's this huge moment which initiates the second act. And if you haven't seen it, this is where you should probably turn off Optimism Delivers if you haven't yet. Uh, I, I can't really say if it's a spoiler for the TV show, because I don't know. But in the movie... Okay, ready? In the movie, Baz gets murdered by rogue cops who are running around and killing bank robbers. Uh, This sort of initiates this entire disintegration of the family. The whole family turns on itself. Different people freak out in different ways. Everybody kind of goes off the rails. It was a good movie. I'm not really sure I understand quite why it was like such a huge indie crime sensation. Uh, Jackie Weaver, the woman who plays Smurf, was super good. But I have to admit, I really only started watching the TV show because in the TV show, Baz is played by Scott Speedman, who's really the only recognizable star in the show, at least the only recognizable male star. Smurf is played by Ellen Barkin, and she's fabulous job. She really owns that character in her own kind of unique way. But I wanted to know, are they really going to murder their only star? And so I started watching. So the show's producers decided to move the action from Australia to Los Angeles. And they'd make these brothers into adrenaline junkie armed robbers. They'd pull a job, they go surfing. They'd pull a job, they go skydiving. They'd pull a job, they party on the beach. They'd pull a job, holy shit, it's like I'm watching Point Break. Set to songs like TV Set from Spoon. Now, it is impossible that the showrunners didn't realize that they weren't just making a California version of Animal Kingdom. 
they were making a more disturbing, darker version of Point Break, which is if you're eight years old and you're like living in a rock or something, uh, that's a legendary movie. It's a 1991 action movie about big wave surfers who rob banks and they spout Eastern philosophy and they get in fights on the beach. Eventually Keanu Reeves shows up and has to take them all down, even though he really admires them and is kind of jealous of their way of life. But Point Break is not a gritty indie crime drama. It's like the opposite. It's a it's got huge stars. And by the time about five minutes of the premiere episode had gone by, I was sort of thrilled by the risk that Animal Kingdom was taking by setting itself in a milieu where it's almost impossible not to be horrifically cheesy. Like, you've got these five attractive male stars, and none of them are wearing shirts. Ever. And they all have these beautiful Latin girlfriends and wearing, you know, The Wire or True Detective. You get these classic noir sort of dirty alleyway spaces that build all this scary atmosphere. In Animal Kingdom, you just have SoCal. So the sun is always shining. There's always on the beach. Everyone's super beautiful. So it's a show which by its very nature is always going to walk this terrifying tightrope between being this dark drama that it wants to be about the crime family and the disintegration and the bank robberies, and it's always teetering on the brink of being just fucking hysterical. But so far, it's been pretty successful. And every episode is filled with suspense, not just because these guys are like running out, knocking over jewelry stores and running drugs across the Mexican border, but because every single scene has the potential to descend into self-parody at any moment. There's been a lot of chatter online about how this show is so dark, and it's really dark, and it's so serious, and and I don't really think most critics are appreciating the high wire act that Jonathan Lisko, the the showrunner, and and everybody, really, in Animal Kingdom, is putting on for us right now. It sort of reminds me of some of the ad campaigns I've worked on, where the client wants to be unabashedly romantic or genuinely Americana, and every single headline has to find a way to do that without turning into a Hallmark card and just becoming a parody of itself. Walking this tightrope is something smart creatives usually try to veer away from. They want to be snarky and self-referential, and at the end of the day, maybe that's just because they don't have the confidence or the courage to even attempt to find the fine line between honesty and cheesiness. Animal Kingdom, on the other hand, has the audacity to do this for an hour every single week. And thus far, it's mostly delivered. 